The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast. Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tooney, and guest will make three. Goddamn army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, that fabulous Movies by Minutes podcast analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film one no-scratching minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm the lucky guest, Terry Porter. Sorry, I'm now thinking of a MASH <laughs> episode when they do the... Uh, <laughs> The the when they make the movie about the match goes, aren't you lucky? Yes. <laughs> I'm Colonel Flag. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> oh Flag. How did you know? Oh. Well, Colonel Flag, if you don't blow yourself up, we you <laughs> have to have you stay or confuse everybody for a minute That's fifty. Right. Oh god, the poor people who've never seen an episode of the TV show. Like, <laughs> like, wait, who's Flag? Is Flag in the movie? I don't think Flag shows up in the movie. <laughs> Robert Altman would be so unhappy with us, and I love it. <laughs> I know, right? He'd be like, oh, these girls. Oh, look, I held in my love at the TV show at Robert Altman tribute night. Okay. <laughs> It's very difficult. <laughs> Today, instead of holding in our feelings, we're going to talk all about Minute 15, which starts with Hawkeye in the operating room and ends with Burns explaining his objection to training Hojan as a bartender. It's a journey. <laughs> they're, they're all journeys. It's all a journey. This is true. Sometimes they cut so beautifully on the minute, and sometimes... Not so much! Yeah. This movie starts with exactly the sort of thing the studio wanted cut. <laughs> uh, like sawing? Yes, probably. Realistic surgery? This this hilarious joke! <laughs> that he has to scratch his nose with the uh, clamp. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So or just kinda, roll it in the aisles. Kind of just... Uh, once again, it's the absurdity of it, or the irony of it, right? It's like he's about to saw off this guy's. Is it a leg or is a is it an arm? I think leg, but I, I, I gotta leg. be honest, I did not look that closely. <laughs> he gets yeah, he gets out a saw and then he asks, he's like, he, he actually says, Hawkeye says, "Are you ready?" And yeah. you're like, "Oh wow, this is serious." And then he's like, "Nurse, clamp." And you're like, "Duh, of course you're gonna need a clamp." <laughs> I'm yeah, going that's... with leg. Yeah. <laughs> From where he is on the body. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I can't tell if it's who the anesthesiologist is, but, you know, he's on the other side. and Yeah. I would like to think the nurse, not dish for blocking the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, one of those things that's done very on purpose. Everyone's like, oh, the muddy Robert Altman films. There's just people blocking the camera. And I'm like, yeah, on purpose. Nothing is by accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That person is exactly where he needs them to be to make this possible to get filmed <laughs> right? or to, to be screened. Yeah, the studio wanted the operating scenes cut. I mentioned before in last the minute how Robert Altman felt about that. And I think a lot of people, including our guest, will appreciate the story of how the operating room scenes were saved. It was not the pleading of young, unproven director Robert Altman. <laughs> It was that Daryl Zanuck had 
Danik? Uh, whatever, I'll fix that if I'm wrong. Had just come back from Europe with two young, air quotes, friends who attended the screening. His young, bosomy friends <laughs> said that the operating scenes were the best part of the movie. They made the movie. You can't take them out. And wow. uh, wow. persuaded some of the studio bigwigs <laughs> to keep it. The nice non-innuendo way of putting that is that these were young people. They were who the film was for, speaking truth to the turmoil of the late 60s and early 70s. But uh, really, he brought back a couple gals from Europe. <laughs> really? But, well. Yeah, so whoever you are, ladies, thank you. <laughs> Are, are you guys both? Yeah. You're both glad that the operating scenes are included. I am. I, oh, okay. Maybe we don't agree. <laughs> I I think I agree with Robert Altman in that if you don't have the operating scenes, this movie isn't really anything special. I mean, I I still would have watched it. It still would have crossed my path at some point. But well, I yeah. don't think it would have the weight at all that it has. Yeah, and it would be weird to have a, a film about a MASH unit at the front and not have anything about operations or medical. Well, it'd be like you know, the it would be old kinda 40s like, movies and there's a pure white sheet drawn up over everyone. Yeah, might be a little too Hogan's Heroes for my taste, you know? <laughs> Can we watch the movie? Because I only know the show. I only know the show, too. Um I have no okay. idea if the movie's the same or not. How could anything be two Hogan's Heroes? <laughs> Listen, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so, and and I agree. I agree. I just find Robert Altman sometimes the way he, it, he the story sort of go he weaves things together sometimes is a little jarring for me. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're now doing this, okay. But I mean, I'm, what's the jokes or whatever? Uh, you know, the timbre of of this black comedy is mm-hmm. ha- happens in the operating room. I mean, th- this minute right here is like so much of, I think, what the movie's about. Nurse, clamp, and then can you get my nose? Like he's sawing <laughs> off a guy's leg. I mean, that's the that's the whole, that's a lot of yeah. it right there. Get my yeah. nose. And, th- and then it's like, he, he, I mean, they double down. He's like, uh, no, harder, harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, it's mm-hmm. the whole uh, Civil War Foley action going on. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because I can only think of. I, well, every Civil War show movie ever made <laughs> has that noise of the saw. Yeah. That's, um, that's all they did in the Civil War was saw. <laughs> saw. Yeah, oh if you God. had influenza, they just sawed your leg off. Oh <laughs> there, now you can die of an infection. It'll be faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be faster. Oh, Although I oh, got to give a shout out and another recommendation because that is my brand. Um, <laughs> problematic as hell. I am not pretending it's not. For the love of God, watch Gone with the Wind. That pullback shot of the hospital oh. up to the flat. Oh, it's real good. And I don't think you have to be a film nerd to think it's real good. But I have one last question, then I swear to God, Jerry, will let you get out of this operating room. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. What's the piece of fabric on Hawkeye's nose? Is it like holding his glasses? Up. That's an excellent question. I'm I'm looking at that now. It's uh, I think it might be taping his mask to his face, like to the bridge of his nose. Could it be? Ooh. Keeping... Or could it be both? Yeah. Could it be that? Or maybe, it's. 
Could it be like a little bit of a cushion between his glasses and his and his mask and his nose? Or absorbs the sweat so it doesn't get you yeah. Know, his glasses don't, don't kind of like slide. Yeah. Yeah. The the lenses are kind of nesting on that piece of tape or cloth. Yeah. So it's That's gotta a good, be. It's a good eye. You, you're a Hawkeye. <laughs> you you found that. I don't know. I haven't seen that. Or is it one of those things that like uh, football players put on the bridge of their nose to help them breathe better? It kind of <laughs> opens oh. up their, you know, their Listen, sort of you don't need to cavity. play football to need breathe right stress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're operating for 80 hours, you got to get all the oxygen you can. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think of that with like the, well, oh, I love the idea that it's tape. Too. And and the other guys don't have it, so it's not just that, like, oh, the mask needs to be taped to their nose, but what if it needs, the top of his mask needs to be taped down because the breath is steaming up his glasses? Mm. Mm. So is it yes, about... Yes, because I, maybe that's always a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, so what I want to know is, is it just about the glasses? He's the guy wearing glasses in the OR, and that's what it is? Or is it specifically I, about his character? Well, it could be his character, because wasn't Duke, um, who he was operating with, had glasses on, too, but he didn't have that same nose tape thing. He had the tape kind of on the bridge, not the bridge, but the the arms, if you will, of the glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he had a different method, I guess, of... Yeah, to make them fit more snugly so they yeah, don't slide not when you're looking exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it just indicates that Hawkeye is really broken. You know, I mean, he, he has this he has this suave, calm, cool demeanor, but I don't Inside. know. It, it, it didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He, did, he, he wasn't born that way. I mean, he's, he's bruised. <laughs> Life has beaten him up. And this is, you know, now he's choosing to live like this. Like, whatever, I'll steal the Jeep. <laughs> Just a little boy with an itchy nose deep down inside. Deep yep. inside. Yep. Also, Megan, are you going to sit there in New Hampshire and tell me you've never wrapped a scarf around your mouth and then accidentally fogged up your glasses? Oh, it happens so- all the t- time. It was it was it was negative eight this morning. Was it really negative eight? I just wow. wanted to to point out like I'm not crazy. <laughs> negative eight. Also, yeah. you make me sad. I'm sorry. Wow. I, I, I live in the woods. 18. <laughs> oh, jealous. That would have been like a heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we live here? Yeah, I'm oh, New like, I, I, I can't look, wait. I, I lived in that negative eight business. <laughs> I left. I bet yeah. you there's someone from Alberta who's going to be listening. It's going to be like, eh, a negative eight. You don't even know. Oh, yeah. Know. The Carlisles <laughs> will be all over us. They're in Michigan. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll be like, yeah. ugh. You wimps. Speaking of wimps, I think it's time to uh, retire, to relax after our hilarious tomfoolery in the operating room. <laughs> can I, can I um, just say what, what, what I love yeah. about this little transition here is you see the loudspeaker, right? Which is, the, mm-hmm. the loudspeaker's amazing. That's just, uh, yes. just, you know, my favorite character in the movie. I think. <laughs> and, and you know, they say, you know, it, it what comes over the loudspeaker, you know, attention, all non-commissioned, office, you know, uh, personnel mm-hmm. report for short arm inspection. And I'm like, okay, we just sawed off an appendage, <laughs> and now there's a short arm inspection. 
If you work on your podcast during your lunch break, <laughs> don't put that in to see when the term originated. Because what? Google Images search is not on safe mode. <laughs> <laughs> and then wow. perhaps is lunch so not so I apologize anymore. to the IT department of my law firm. <laughs> Is that right? Did and you... for any perverts out there, enjoy the naked butts. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, there's images. <laughs> I'm sure. Short arm. What is, I don't even know. I, I, I guess I should Google. Well, you're the Google only one here who could report for short arm inspection, if that's any hint. Ah, okay. Yes. <laughs> got, got, uh, got term that. has been in use since at least World War One because it was used in things from World War One as if it was already. But there's no actual origin of it someone just thought it was funny to call that a short arm and That's yes <laughs> uh, the non-com makes sense that they would they would actually um i think this well robert altman claims all the announcements are real announcements and there really were short arm inspections but there's one in the book actually in a part that got cut from the movie so i kind of wonder if this was a transference of that. We're not going to see Hawkeye and Duke spend two weeks getting out of short arm, ins- no. of administering <laughs> short arm inspection. And it's to check for VD for those who have not put it together. Yes, yes. <laughs> My only problem with this, all right, fine. Non-commissioned uh, officers check non-coms, doctors check blah, blah, blah. Uh, that'll make sense. They are to report for short arm inspection at 0400. So that's like 4 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah that's hella early, even for yeah. the army. Yeah, I was well, like, I like, really, at, at 4 a.m.? Is this like on a Sunday? And, you know, Saturday night was a r- hell-raising good time? Like, <laughs> just what? don't go to bed. <laughs> like, just don't go to bed. But also, I mean, there's that's a terrible time because you have to think about morning wood. <laughs> so it's just all, I mean. Uh, oh, maybe that's an advantage then? I don't know. Oh. Oh, well, I, <laughs> here's here's a here's a little what's did they mean 1600 <laughs> yeah did they think did did david arkin sitting in the sound booth in burbank california think he was saying four in the afternoon and not remember not, i don't know i mean they, they later hours. they later correct it they give the wrong you know i think that don't they say like 1600 hours oh eight o'clock six o'clock don't they say that coming over the loudspeaker they definitely do that in one of them yeah one of them okay never mind i can see that those close-ups of the loudspeaker pickup shots because they came up with the idea of using that as a transition afterwards they had some announcements but a lot of them were layered in as part of the editing process i see they're great transitions just fantastic there's only two that I don't think work. And this is a this is a good one because good lord we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, happened. it's just great after a, a scene where you're sawing off uh, appendages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then we yeah. have short arm inspection. Yeah. <laughs> it's martini time. Yeah. What, um, you know, what is that? What's going I on? I tried with to that? be so cute and find out what the, he's just being silly. That's yeah, not okay. a thing. That's not a thing. He's just being frank. No. Oh, no, that's Duke. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Duke's being Duke. Now, to be fair, training Hojon to be a bartender is an extremely useful skill. (laughs) I say as the daughter of a bartender. It's true. Um, (laughs) 
I just want to throw out there, he actually was a tech guy and a good provider and father and all that and did not bartend the entire time I was growing up. But my dad's got skills. <laughs> I um, actually I actually think Hojan is, is a really interesting storyline here. Do you guys, you guys talk ahead a little bit? Go for it. Go for okay, it. I was going to... I, I mean, just, you've, you've co-opted his name on your uh, oh, cast yeah. account, so... <laughs> to be fair, you're not the first one to do that. Oh, that's a sorry. bummer. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, I just... I mean, his... Sort of his... The trajectory with him is really, really interesting because, you know, they're trying to save him, Right. And uh, they fail. They're not able to to keep them out of Korean army, right? And it's just really interesting. They just they just fail at that, and then they just kind of you know like I think they go, damn it, and that's it. Like that's they just lose. The guy's like, nice try. I mm-hmm. I just think that's very very interesting considering uh, all the other victories, I guess victories sort of if you can see that in black comedy and social commentary of this movie i just it's interesting he's one of my favorite parts of the movie actually a lot of people comment on the awkwardness of well he's their servant but kind of their friend and uh the pilot of the show use is the story of instead of him getting drafted into the army they actually raise the money to send him to college in maine he goes to live with hawkeye senior <laughs> really that's really yeah doesn't he yeah. go to doesn't he go to yeah. hawkeye's like all the matter too there we go yep. wow if uh if you're doing to korea or if you're doing to the army what you did to the school we're all doomed or whatever his, uh, <laughs> right dean writes back to him yeah the pilot the whole story the reason they're holding that raffle is to raise money for hojan to get to america because it's something like Hawkeye gets him into the school and they say, well, his English is fine. You know, what yeah. you sent us sounds great. He sounds great. Full scholarship. No problem. You can live with your dad, but you got to get him here. Right. And so that's what they're raising the money for, which is what they do in the book, which Megan <sighs> is the Jesus Christ thing in the book. Yes. <laughs> with Trapper John. Oh, Trapper. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll there. get there. I just I just know how much you love to think about Trapper John, so I figured I'd throw that out right now. In this movie, and I hate to say it, it could be even worse. The original way this was cut, yeah. Ho-John dies. Oh, really? In the MASH unit. He's a casualty in the MASH unit, and You're then like... you see him being carted away. That's really... I mean, that's what a comedy's all about. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> now i will say at least in the scene everything's still going okay and he's got a pretty sweet shirt yeah (laughs) i mean it is you know i get it it is weird you're like oh is he a servant or is it sort of like as we talk about in the indiana jones movies there's sort of this imperialistic vibe that shows up that's Mm. distasteful and you're like (laughs) you know (laughs) and you're like but but it's it's clearly supposed to be like well they're helping him stay out of the army or they're they're, i don't know showing him a skill or they're paying him weekly i mean i think Mm -hmm. what i remember for the show is the tv show is uh, you know that that was like a way to give him a job and that kind of stuff right Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, the, one of the critiques that vets have of this movie is that it should have been absolutely crawling with Koreans working at the MASH. <laughs> Interesting. 
Sure. Yeah, sure. if they were if they were good at Eng- they actually recruited some that were had good English to work in the OR. And then it just kind of went down on skill level, depending on how easily they could communicate. Sure. But yeah, they said, you know, all those jobs in the mess hall, all the jobs cleaning around, a lot of that would have been locals. Hmm. And, you know, actually being taken under these guys' wing probably was, like I said, knowing how to mix drinks, not a bad thing to know. Improving your English, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a little bit of that colonialism convert by the sword nonsense with Burns, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he does it in a way. I mean, he's he's teaching him. Yeah, he's teaching him how to read, teaching him how to read English at least, and it's it's all through the Bible. So it's yeah. it definitely is. They're both. Uh, what's interesting is all the swamp men <laughs> actually are, are uh, have invited Hojan in in their own way, right? Mm. You know, either either he's making martinis. Or he's learning how to read English via the Bible. You know, he's, he's getting instilled with religion. And then Burns has got to come and ruin it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's good at that. It's a talent. <laughs> so uh, those who have been listening so far know that Frank Burns is Megan's favorite person to hate. Pretty much. But I just want to He's great. Give a shout out to all my friends no. that don't drink. So <laughs> the, I think Hawkeye and Duke overreact a smidge. A lot to to the part oh the part that he doesn't drink or the yeah. all yeah just that part yeah. that he's a, he's a yeah. teetotaler which fits with the seventies Protestant Southern teetotaler teetotaler wow that's a weird word to say teetotaler um <laughs> yeah. but several of my friends don't drink at all so <laughs> yeah I mean I I'm, I don't you gotta, drink you gotta be nice. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I think what's interesting about this scene is just calls to mind Joseph Heller book Catch-22, whereas, like, you know, un- unless you're completely drowning yourself in alcohol to deal with scenes like sawing off somebody's leg, if, if you're not drinking to forget it all, then you actually are insane. And Frank Burns, who's, you know, buttoned down, doesn't drink, very put together, you almost get the, you know, you, you get the sense... Uh, in the movie, but definitely in the TV show, that th- this character enjoys the military and enjoys being at war. That's like his he's, jam. Yeah, he's sort of jingoistic about it all, and they're saying, this is preposterous, this is ridiculous. If you don't mm-hmm. drink to deal with all these horrible situations and atrocities, like, and, and you just waltz in here like everything's fine and you're sober... You're actually crazy. Which is uh, uh, some of Frank Burns' trajectory, yeah? Yeah. Nope. Side note, Megan, we're watching the movie Catch-22. Okay. It keeps coming up in my notes, and I'm going insane. <laughs> With or without the drinking. Yeah, that's actually I use all the time. I do imbibe, but since I am not a surgeon and a war zone, not to the extent that these guys do, <laughs> but I always quote, and it's probably a later episode, Hawkeye tries to go dry for a while, Forget if it's Margaret. Someone accuses him of being an alcoholic. Oh, yes. And to prove he doesn't have a problem. He just kind of goes cold turkey. He goes cold turkey. Something happens, and he's in the officer's bar. I can't remember the name. Um, He makes them pour him a drink, and he's doing this whole rant of, I have to have this, I have to have this. Do you know what I just did? And he does this whole speech on what he just did and saving the kid's life or whatever. And then he's holding the glass, and he puts it back down. And he says, I'll be back when I want it. And so that's always been my rule of if you feel like you need a drink, 
don't have that drink. No good will come of that drink. If you are having a nice meal and think, oh, beer would taste great with this, enjoy. <laughs> oh, I think that's bottle fatigue. I Googled it. Episode the, the title? Episode. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Because there's the one where the whole camp goes dry, which is much more slapsticky. Oh, yes. No, but this that, one, this that one, one even the description is seriously like... addressing the issue. Yeah. Yeah. The... But I use it all the time because when I'm having day, I'm a, like, a user, oh my God. A user review on IMDb goes, the problem is that he, meaning Hawkeye, immediately becomes everyone's worst nightmare. He is judgmental, <laughs> preachy, loud, manic, and just no fun. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how he is anyway. Yeah. Just throughout the whole TV show. <laughs> but apparently when he's not drinking, it's yeah. worse. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't know how to distract him. Now, did you ever drink or just not interested? No, I just, I mean, I can. I just don't really enjoy it. Number one, mm-hmm. I, I have a sweet tooth. So things like beer taste like piss to me. Just, it's just they're, they're bitter and it's fermented and it's totally weird. And if I, you know, take a sip of wine, I'm like... This would be amazing if it had sugar and it was grape juice <laughs> or maybe like a grape drink, you know, or, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, I don't, or, and if I have like hard Why don't alcohol, I just have a knee high instead? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, can I get a Capri Sun? And then, you know, and then people are like, well, they have that. You can get a Capri Sun with alcohol. It's called like sex on the beach or a, I don't know, a blue <laughs> whatever blue i'm a rum drinker so yeah. i i can i can add in a whole list of them <laughs> a whole list of them sure but i don't i mean i've, I've tried uh, you know i i've had a lot of alcohol but i just i don't know it just i don't know it just doesn't yeah. i don't i don't really like the taste of it and i don't gravitate towards it at all and so, well and i'll say i mean it was hard enough for me to quit mountain dew for real <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> So I'm kind of, I'm not, you know, I'm usually in a place in my life. I'm like, well, if you want to do it, do it. Like with a lot of things in in my life. And that's, (laughs) that one can. But not heroin. Yeah, (laughs) not heroin. I I have to erect some rules. (laughs) I I, I don't recommend the heroin. Not heroin. So our minute ends with Burns telling them that it's not right to involve a boy who's not yet 17. And this line is bull. The drinking age was 21 almost everywhere until 1971, because mm. that was the voting age. Mm. And after Prohibition, almost every single state went to the voting age. But even where it wasn't, it was 18. Like, no state with a listed age in the 50s or the 70s had 17 as a cutoff. So I don't know where this came from, if it just rolled off Robert Duvall's tongue better or what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that either. I think, like, Canada, was, it's 18, right? Yeah, um, in yeah. certain parts. In yeah. certain parts, yeah. In other parts, I remember, it's 19, I think. It's... I mean, growing up in Ohio, I, I remember people would go up to Windsor. And I, oh, think, yeah. I think you could get into, like, a bar. You could drink if you were 18, you know. Yeah, for me, it was from... go to Montreal. Sure. And it was 18. Yeah, not that I never did that or anything, but, yeah. <laughs> It just bothered me because it, it would be so easy to just say 18 instead of 17. Sure, sure. What else? What else? Apparently you have to be 19 to drink in Korea for what it's worth. So, yeah, hmm. that still doesn't make sense. I didn't check. I didn't check Asian countries in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna blow this sucker wide open. Yeah. That's all I got. Because 
That's all I got to. Yeah. Till we get to the next minute. Oh. <laughs> and we've we've done shout outs we've done that if my friend kelly banyas is listening don't worry i'll never make you quit mountain dew (laughs) my friend that i worked with drank it every day it it fends off scurvy you know because of all the citrus in it so it's healthy tyranny (laughs) (laughs) if you want to drink mountain dew out of a martini glass Pretend you're classy. Say babe a lot. <laughs> Come tell us all about it on our Facebook group, the Mash Minute Post App Listeners Ward. Woohoo! Woo. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Mash Minute. And you can find Megan and I lurking about on Facebook. Usually <laughs> talking about Alan Alda. <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> I suppose. If Alan Alda had been in the royal family, though, we'd be set for life. You would be set for life. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that'd be crazy. But then would he be an actor? Probably not. So, you know. And, Jerry, where do you lurk? <laughs> I lurk and drink, well, we well, occasionally drink Mountain Dew out of martini glass. Over at the Indiana Jones Minute, we do what you guys do with all the Indiana Jones uh, movies, and it's a lot of fun. IndianaJonesMinute.com. We have a Facebook listeners group as well. It's the Indiana Jones uh, listeners. Is it Listeners Crusade? Indiana Jones Minute Listeners Crusade. I think that's what I get. Yeah, you guys got it easy (laughs) with the quick one. Mash Minute. (laughs) So, yeah, we have all sorts of fun discussions about the movies. We will see, hear, you'll hear all you beautiful people tomorrow.